Welcome to the Unfiltered Friends podcast, where we humanize your favorite creators through their personal stories and then learn something from them. I hope you feel inspired by today's guest, and if you do, share it with someone who needs it. So without further ado, here is Unfiltered Friends. Hello, Unfiltered Friends. Today, I have on Charlotte, otherwise known as the Spectrum Girl. She talks a lot about... um, it seems like both autism and ADHD. Does that feel accurate to you? Yes, that feels accurate and it is accurate. <laughs> yeah. So how often, do, I, I'm starting to see this more, I see it listed on people's pages every so often where is this ADHD? It's A-U-D-H-D. Yes. Is that like the terminology that you would use if you have both? That's right. Um ADHD is like this new fancy uh, buzzword terminology uh. for uh, autistic and ADHD. So it sounds French almost. ADHD. ADHD. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to make it fancy. Get yes. diagnosis and make it fancy. <laughs> I got the fancy ADHD. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So you are you are originally from Norway. Yes. But you're not in Norway currently. Do you just travel a lot? Or? Uh, well, no, I just uh, uh, don't fit in in my own homeland, I guess. And I'm okay. on the run can- constantly. You're on the run. <laughs> yeah. Can you can you explain what you mean by that? Why you feel like you don't fit in in Norway? Yeah, um, I, I guess every country mostly and people who who live in their country have some uh things to object to uh of their own country men and women and non-binary people (laughs) but uh, the um thing is that i have um a different uh type of personality uh that does not really go so smoothly with the um average norwegian person and uh norwegian ways norwegian customs norwegian uh uh socializing social codes and just the norwegian way i'm just not very Norwegian, actually, and I am super like Norwegian. I, I was born. Yes, in, we can we can hear it. Yeah, <laughs> I was in the Arctic. I was born in uh, North Norway, above the Arctic Circle. I'm like super like uh, very cold Norway, Norwegian, icy, snowy, all that. Yeah, but no, I'm on the run. I just can't. I, their narrow mindedness uh, of. Mm. of uh, of Norwegians, they are of course lovely. Uh, if you get to know them, many of them. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, Norwegians are awful." No, but I just uh, feel like it's uh, very hard to connect to um, people in Norway when I'm speaking Norwegian to other Norwegian people, and um, the way that um, what I am conveying. Uh, is not being perceived in the way that I intended to be. And now mm. I understand why. And that's because I think differently because I'm autistic um, and ADHD, but mostly uh, because 
I'm autistic and um, the way that I just react and think to think about things and things that just come yeah. out of my mouth. It's just stuff that doesn't go sit well with many Norwegian people. Like the the culture, that's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. The, the Norwegian culture is a bit reserved when it comes to um, connecting and making friendships. And uh, it's actually not... Do- so different from American. Yeah, I would, I would, yeah, I think we don't take, um, like we take maybe like physical sickness, uh, like more seriously than we do anyone who has maybe just a different way of showing up in the world. Mm. Do you think that maybe because you grew up in an area that was more closed minded, that's why you got your diagnosis much later in life? Cause you got diagnosed at 38 is my understanding. Yeah, I got uh, but first, I had been on sick leave for about a year or two. I think it was. Now it's sick leave. Yeah, sick for what? Leave. Well, in Norway, when you get sick, uh, if you have been in uh, like um, mm, employment, like steady employment, what is that called? Uh, yeah, like when you have like a a job. Uh, yeah, that is like uh, permanent permanent job. Okay. Uh, if you've been in a job for more than what well, I think six months or a year, uh, if you get sick, uh, you then have in Norway have a right to uh, be on a full year sick leave with full pay. What? Yeah. So I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, but that's how it is in Nor- Nor- Norway. Like I think it's like that in Sweden and Denmark as well. Actually, in France yeah. too, maybe. But oh, yeah, we also have this thing with uh, uh, one year full paid maternity leave and for yeah. But still, that's a digression. And but so I, I had to uh, actually uh, use my year. Because I got so so ill, and uh, and then after that year was up, to continue to have some income at all, you start kind of um, if you still too sick to get go back into normal work life, which I was like very mentally ill and uh, with a CPTSD. Um, which I had uh, uh, gotten from being uh, bullied at my workplace, but bullied my entire life up until adulthood. And I was in an abusive relationship and then everything just exploded and crumbled. And that's when I went to my GP and said, uh, trigger warning, uh, I'm going to kill myself if I go back to work. I'm going to kill myself. And mm-hmm. then... Um, uh, and then my doctor said, well, then uh, we uh, will not send you back to work. So what point did you get your diagnosis? That was after the waiting uh, for job money year uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> when I got on full disability, which I am now, which I've been for, I think, two years. Yeah, the year I got diagnosed when I was 38. Oh, man, I think it's been four years 
Oh yeah, it's been four years since my... Yeah, so I was 37 when I mm-hmm. got burned out and completely crushed. And so how did that diagnosis help you? Like, well, how did it help you like understand maybe your experiences that you've had for the first you know 37 years that you were on Earth? It has um, made me accept um, that... Well, that sounds cliche. I would rather say that uh, uh, it it is it's helping me to heal. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. helping me um, to not hate myself. I mean, I can't say I love myself magically, like, but uh, th- th- that part about hating yourself so much is the reason why a lot of people get so depressed that they don't see any other way than out, any other way, you know, than unaliving themselves. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so when you s- kind of stop hating yourself so much, you know, because I, yeah. so that's what it did to me. It's, it, it gave me permission kind of, or uh, a clear message that said do not there's like they had it wrong you're not this evil horrible person you're actually autistic and you think differently therefore you say things differently therefore Mm -hmm. all these people have misunderstood me just the way that I felt that they misunderstood me my entire life because that's what I felt like everybody keeps misunderstanding me and it made me feel like I'm in a twilight zone I feel like this isn't real like most of my life I felt like what's happening this is surreal why do people not understand what I'm saying I'm trying to be nice yet their answer is how can you say that that's so rude can you imagine how frustrating that is when you're actually just doing something that you genuinely thought was a nice thing and then for it to go around and be the complete opposite of what you thought um was going to happen i i I, my friends know that if they come to me for advice on something they're going to hear the unadulterated truth (laughs) and if they don't want that then they don't come to me So with you, I feel like you should be more so the flower instead of the bee. You attract instead of try to figure out where you should end up. Does that make sense? The flower instead of the bee. Yes, because the flower is fragrant and just attracts the bee. But the bee is flying around trying to find. So it's essentially you are. It sounds like you have aspects of you that are trying to find how you can fit in instead of just being who you are and attracting the people who see you for who you are. Does that feel accurate? Yeah, I just I'm so visual that all I could see was like a swarm of <laughs> bees and flowers. And <laughs> is that so when when it comes yeah, to but... using analogy like that is that what happens is like mm. your brain just yeah gets really vicious now there's a swarm of bees i was just talking about one one flower one bee and now you have a field of flowers and a swarm of bees yes 
yes, it's like a whole swarm of these because you did this also with your finger, like ah. So I was like, that's so interesting. I can like see the like yeah. So when people like so, I mean, you you talk about how you like think of things differently. Yeah, like is that an aspect of of when people talk to you? Is like your brain just goes like, what does your brain do? Oh. When you, when you, when I say things like that, like, how is it different for you than someone who's neurotypical? Uh, I think um, uh, it can be a bit exhausting to. I can imagine, yeah. especially with the whole swarm of bees now. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, um, many ADHDers, they say like they, they're, they're, they have bees in their brain. I've never actually understood that. Because how can you have bees in your brain? I think I take it very literally, but yeah, I, I do. Uh, I just see what's uh, kind of outside, you know, like just like all the things are just like very like like coming like in my ear, like a noise or yeah, or a stinging light or a awful smell. Or a, a really bitter taste, or something, and just like lots and lots of impressions, uh, overstimulation. It's just like like disco lights, like like um, yeah, kind of like that. So like s- sensory, it seems like there's like a lot. It's like really intense and a lot <clears throat> to deal with. Yeah. So you're trying to like. Would this be considered what you would call masking, where you're trying to like stay with that person, but your brain yes. is going a bunch of different directions? Yes. So that that's e- extremely exhausting. So because yeah. uh, uh, it also like getting intrusive thoughts, like the, oof, so many intrusive thoughts, like have, trying to have a serious conversation with someone and then I get uh, hung up on uh, like a hair follicle on the mm-hmm. s- side of their face or something. And Like me right now? No, I can't really see your face in detail. It is so pixelated. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but but, but uh, there's like, yeah, like that. And, and then I can start wilder pouring their soul and then i'm like oh why am i like can i not like that stop constant like uh, and or so can i make a suggestion start thinking about the shopping list or yeah yeah. When you're doing that during this interview, if you want to vocalize it, <laughs> this is a safe space to do that. So okay. if you have something going like hey, this is where my brain is going, this is how i learn yeah. about how best to show up for you during this interview. So you're free and it's judgment free. If you need to go somewhere else, I'm totally here to listen to that as well, because we're here to learn. I want to really dispel a lot of things Mm. uh, or have people understand a lot of things about autism, which seems to be a passion for you. What made you, so, so that being said, if you have something going on, just tell me if you interrupt me, that's okay too. Okay. Thank you. Um, does that help you when I say that? Yeah, I feel huh. safe. It's good, nice. Good. I'm, I'm not used to that. So that's really yeah. lovely. Yeah. So you. what made it important for you to share as much as you do on social media about autism? Um, I, was, uh, I was really angry 
uh, uh, for a while after being on sick leave and waiting money or whatever and uh, then getting on disability and uh, when I got my diagnosis I, I was just so hurt and angry because I had been very 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 depressed everything was so dark for so long and I had no spark of life because I, I wanted to just give up because everybody told me I was a horrible person for so long so I just wanted to give up but did you ask? Which up? <laughs> Hold on. I'm having a moment now, too. Wait, what did I ask? Why was it important for you to share about yes, your autism? Uh, because I was angry uh, after all of that, and I got angry, and I wanted to kind of... <laughs> um, I wanted to um, uh, reveal uh, how like people are thinking about people like me and how they are kind of you know like superheroes and vigilantes people they they really love them and their quirks and all of that and um but only when they are in their uh costume or mask you know but the, the thing mm. is okay now i i'm not trying to say that i'm a superhero or anything that's you're a superhero we're no, gonna say no, that for the rest no, of us no that, yeah. that that's like <clears throat> uh so self-absorbed uh, of me to do that <laughs> kind of and uh, like com <laughs> comparison like superheroes and vigilant like no i mean like but but they um uh, okay so or funny weird strange people get always in movies and series get always uh, uh, oh, what is the word in English? He uh, celebrated for these things, and people laugh in the audience and like, ah, oh, that's so funny! Ah, oh, that's so cool! But those things are the things that people used to bully me over, and like, really, like, I got in so much trouble. And uh, when I watch these things on the movie screen, and that's like my hobby is actually like watching lots of series and movies and stuff that's like one my main hobby in life like <laughs> so uh, mm -hmm. i uh because there's so much to uh <clears throat> relate to uh but so i i just was angry because i was thinking how opposite everything is how like everything is like just topsy-turvy like it's everything is like a twilight zone and and mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so now I have my diagnosis. Everybody suddenly now treats me for uh, like I'm in my costume and respects it, you know? But, but before they didn't? No, before they would say, you are so rude. You're such a bitch and, and like awful. Like all the, like. How can you say the things that you're saying? But now when I have my diagnosis, people are like, ah, you're, s ah, it's like now I, people can see that, that costume or whatever. So it's like opposite because I used to have to mask before and to, to survive and to, to kind of like make myself small and fit in. And people didn't like that, you know, they didn't like it. So, but they, they, they it's it's like once you got the diagnosis all of a sudden people treated you differently but you've yeah. been that person the yes, whole time yeah the only difference is is now 
the way you interact has a label. I actually just posted a video this past week talking about after I went to therapy and I healed a lot of the trauma that I had experienced, a lot of people fell off. A lot of people Mm. were not my friends anymore because they were connected to the unhealthy version of myself. And Mm. so as much as it might hurt to lose those people, if those people aren't truly in your corner, what are you really losing? I think it's like an illusion of connection instead of actual connection because they were connecting to what's essentially your mask. That's probably, do you feel like maybe that's an aspect of it that like you were showing up in a way that people would accept you, but maybe wasn't true to who you were and people attached to that instead of who you are? It was just a lot of uh, falseness, a falsity. No, what is the word? Yeah, it's just like, a just lot fake yeah everything <laughs> i mean everyone nowadays goes or go around saying that the world feels so fake all that but this is a different level kind of fake i i i've asked people around me like are you do you genuinely like um do you enjoy this situation right now do you feel relaxed and like do you actually feel like this is a interesting like to have this sitting around this table talking with these people and people would say yeah i love this this is so nice and then i would realize that ah uh, i this is not for me i mm-hmm. because i can't be myself i can't be myself and and then at the same time i don't really even believe that this person actually mean what they say that there's happy with this situation Uh, they're just just more focused on like maintaining the yes the it's at the expense of themselves i finally got to a point where i just like my friends don't even ask me if it's like late night i go to bed early they don't even bother asking me anymore but before Mm. i would force myself into these situations that i didn't want to be in at all just so i didn't rock the boat that i didn't make people uncomfortable uh, and I can imagine that you had aspects of that with yourself. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I made <laughs> I rocked the boat and made people uncomfortable without even realizing it all the time. And I, I was more like walking around thinking, "What have I done to rock the boat? How did I even rock it? What? Ha- mm-hmm. How? How did this happen?" So I, that's got to be so frustrating. Very, very, and nobody really wants to explain it in in the level of detail that i need to understand either like um now i ask a lot a lot a lot so much whenever i uh, know somebody has misinterpreted me i am not afraid to ask a lot of questions like what do you mean? Did you mean that this and that, that I just want to get to the bottom of things for the first time in my life. And I've solved so many things like solving all these situations Mm -hmm. for the first time in my life, just because I, I'm not scared of just saying things truthfully anymore, but 
being yeah. nice about it. Don't have to be so one. <laughs> I'm just like listening to you, and you're just like, yeah, I can, I can like feel like frustration coming out ah! of you because it seems like you're trying so hard, yeah, and like still, still struggling with it. Mm. Have you found community? Have you found a place where people truly accept you, or has it been kind of a solo journey for you? Um, I've found community where people accept me. Yes, definitely. And the uh, autism, ODHD, oh, or, or oh, ODHD, the French version, <laughs> or the toilette, or the yeah. or the HD. Yeah, that is like. <laughs> That's the new term. Or the cologne. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where now I lost. Oh, God. Oh, you know, <laughs> I'm doing this too. So don't. <laughs> I keep digressing. I was asking where you found community. Like, where oh. you, where have you found community? community? Oh, my God. You're so good at, like, finding where we were, I guess. Um, yep. Uh, the community is super nice. And uh, it's like coming home and feeling safe and obviously there are mean people everywhere there are mean people uh here as well that i've encountered in the in the autism online community um some gatekeepers tone policers and and i'm none of those things uh because i'm like we talked about earlier i'm i like i'm not part of that whole I'm so offended about this and that. I, I do think it is okay and valid though to say I'm offended or this hurt me, of course. But I, 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 if someone says it, I don't, I, I don't believe in like hunting them to the edge of the world for what someone mm -hmm. said. I just want people to stop and, okay, so let's hear this person out. Can I ask you about a few of the subjects that you cover on your social media? Um, I, for people who don't know, understand what masking is. Can you describe what masking is? Yes. Um, masking is, uh, literally what it sounds like. It's, uh, well, it's a self-defense, uh, survival mechanism, uh, that also neurotypical or holistic people, everyone can do, but that, um, certain people, uh, especially autistic people, people uh, do to a much more higher extent uh, to a uh, on a much higher level than other people do because of um, how different we are when we are not wearing a mask we're just so uh, different from what society deems acceptable that we have no other choice than to uh, wear all these different different types of masks in all these different types of situations uh, in order to adapt uh, and survive. Um, and it's a constant uh, pressure to also practice. When, when we are home by ourselves, it, it doesn't stop. We, we may, like, hang that mask on the coat hanger or whatever, mask mm -hmm. hanger on the thing. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and But we still keep practicing in the mirror or wherever, like, 
I I used to practice by watching movies and and, and learning scripts and learning um, learning how to interact with people. I learned uh, social intelligence by watching an immense amount of movies. Uh, so much. Nobody else in uh, in my childhood uh, did that. Not that I know of. When you when you mask like that. What are you feeling internally, like behind the mask, like your true self? Uh, well, it depends on what situation I am in and what mask I'm wearing. Uh, you have several masks? Oh, gosh, yes. There's can you like, explain? Oh, I can, I, I can even be, I can be, I mean, like, huh. So it's also like mirroring other people. You know, uh, if I observe somebody one evening, it's like, okay, now I have um, observed this person and I, I can be that person at another event where they, where this person is not. I can just borrow their mask because I see... Mm how they interacted with the people around them and okay i can use this kind of behavior this kind of uh, interaction the words that they use the smile the eyes the like also the clothing style okay I take notes and like it's wild how and then just archive it like a robot in it sounds tiring what you're describing yeah, it, it sounds is. exhausting so um for example when i used to work as a designer in design agencies uh, like graphic designer that was my career my job before i got burnout uh and it did not go very well and i tried all sorts of different masks i worked in london uh, in some of the largest design agencies in the world um, that I got headhunted uh, straight from university um, because my designs were awesome. They stood out. They were different from others. And people said, oh, your designs are so quirky. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> my brain works different, you know? <laughs> yeah, all the other students hated it, but... Um, but yeah, so in those work situations, for example, in London, because um, yeah, being an intern, I had to put on my fawning mask, like, uh, and I'm actually like more of a clown naturally. My natural, uh, well, a robot clown. Maybe oh maybe. yeah. <laughs> Wait, I thought we weren't supposed to call you a robot, and no, now you're calling okay. yourself a robot. It's okay, <laughs> but I, you're not I a never, robot. I never said that it's not okay to call autistic people a robot. But I'm, I will <laughs> just—I'm not going to. Okay, well, I but, don't like. But it's. But I like technology. I don't understand why it's an offensive thing. But anyway. <laughs> But I was thinking well, it about data. I think it takes the human element out of it. Yeah, you. yeah, you know data in uh, Star mm -hmm. Trek. I love data. Yeah, yeah. I, I used feel, to watch that all the time. I feel more like data uh, in a way. Um, you know, um, so 
he could also, I guess, learn a lot and just take from his archive uh, mm-hmm. all these different things that I feel exactly like data. Wow, how did I never uh, <laughs> see that before? That's like me. You talked about overstimulation. Mm. Um, and that's something that I struggle with massively. Like if there's too much happening, I, I literally have to remove myself from the situation. I was at an airport the other day and the boarding area was in the walk area as well. And mm. I, um, I had to go put myself in a bathroom stall so that I could get away from everything that was happening there. Oh. Can, can you talk about overstimulation and you and ways that you kind of bring yourself back to center when mm. you experience it? Yeah. Um, I have to just, uh, if I'm, it depends also on where I am when I'm overstimulated. Again, I always say it depends on the situation for what mask I'm wearing. It depends on situation for how to bring myself back from overstimulation or meltdowns. I mean, there. if I'm in a situation where... Um, people around me are not being helpful, then it's like close to impossible to uh, down-stimulate because most of the time it requires uh, to, like you said, to remove yourself from a situation, to go and uh, isolate for a minute or two or hour or a couple of days or a week uh, <laughs> disappear from earth <laughs> yeah. go to the moon you, know? <laughs> yeah. you just have to get away from everything and and just pull the curtains everything turn off the lights and and put take all my clothes off and like put on yeah i not completely naked i need to have like my underwear on but then same like, yeah because yeah. that feels weird also to be completely naked. It does not feel like, oh, I'm so free. No, that feels like, no. Mm. I feel nope. like, yeah. So, but to not have something that is uh, uh, constricting my body in some mm-hmm. way, that's what I feel. I need to, uh, to have overstimulation uh, away. And then also to have a right temperature and the a, and a correct lighting. Like, you, like, oh, I already said that pull the curtains and and maybe just like get under my the covers and just like close my eyes and be completely quiet put in earplugs Mm. just dark quiet or actually just put on something to watch some korean drama or something korean drama is that what you're you're into yeah especially korean drama Mm. but but like so i noticed that when you do kind of like squirrel in a certain direction. That's what I call it. I do that all yeah, the time. Yeah. Just squirrel. Like I'm, I'm talking about this. And then I watch you kind of beat yourself up a little bit over it. Yeah. Why do you do that? Because I know I had something interesting I wanted to say that was much more important. But So why did I self-sabotage myself by digressing? Because the other thing I wanted to say was also quite interesting. But I cannot really make a choice between the two. <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's it's less it's it's just frustrating it's got to be immensely yeah. frustrating because you had this yeah. c- this concept that you wanted to portray and now mm. it's just like yeah and if you if you need to message me like 
within the next five years about this conversation. <laughs> I will I will remember it's been recorded so I can go back and reference it. That is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Come to think of it. That's a good, good way to think of it. Yeah. Come to think of it. That's a good way to think of it. Mm. Yeah. That was complex. I have a few questions from some of my viewers, if you're down to answer. Oh, oh yeah. Are you down for that? So if you guys ever want to ask questions to a guest, uh, patreon.com slash unfiltered friends. That's where you get a lot of the behind the scenes. Um, Liz wants to know, what are some of the positives about autism in your perspective? Well, uh, I feel like uh, feeling like very self-centered if I answer like... Uh, egotistical this is, this is about you yeah the, okay, so uh, the egotistical the egotistical part no one here is judging you no okay. one thinks it's we're trying to learn from you, you okay are so i'm focus. gonna sound like i really love myself now then because it's like a positive part about autism you okay. know it's okay to love yourself right yeah but like in a narcissistic way that's you're not I, a narcissist oh, that's the word i was looking for I, i'm afraid it's gonna sound narcissistic like narcissus looking at his own reflection in the the, the, the pond okay so um the attention to detail is, mm -hmm. is uh, pretty neat i guess uh, um uh well, I can only speak for myself, so I'm going to say me and I. Okay, so mm -hmm. my ability to empathize with other people, I feel, is on a another level. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's because I'm autistic, um, because I have... Okay, so because I never fit in growing up i sat on the sidelines watching and observing and i was a wallflower and i became very very good at observing people and this has made me very very empathetic as well so i guess there's a silver lining there to having been very lonely and bullied and alone and on the sidelines wallflowering and all that uh, it's not for nothing because it does uh, help me connect with people uh in now later i guess in like i mean earlier in life it didn't really help me mm -hmm. much they just misunderstood me one time uh, a girl was crying when i was 12 years old and i i've said this uh, before and uh, she was crying and then i i licked her face i licked the tears of her face because oh. i thought that's what simba does in the lion king or simba's mom Mm -hmm. uh nala zimba they lick each other's face they're cats so because i was still on the cartoons and animation movies at 12 years old so she was crying tears and, and i'm i'm like licked her <laughs> face that was my way of showing empathy when i was 12 but of course that did not go so well go well yeah seen as, so yeah i guess now, when I, there's been a few years, I've uh, adjusted my uh, ability for empathy. Because uh, <laughs> people see people see what you did, not the not the mentality behind it. Like yeah. I will admit, I heard I licked someone's face, and I was like, "Whoa!" But then I heard I was mimicking a loving action I saw in a movie, and yes. I was like, "Oh, that yeah. makes sense." And people are missing 
Yes. That part of it. So I can imagine that's like, yeah. wait, that's probably what you're talking about earlier. We're like, wait, no, this is what I'm, mm -hmm. you didn't let me get to the part where yes. I explain. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing because I always uh, start in the end and um, uh, like I almost talk backwards like they do in Japan, you know, in Japan they, mm -hmm. they speak from the end of the sentence to the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So that is neat about being autistic that I am very empathetic. So anyone who has me as in their life shall be lucky because I'm so attentive and empathetic that, mm -hmm. oh my God, maybe it will become feeling like burdensome. I, I mean, I think sometimes, yeah, it can be feeling like too much, I guess, if people are too empathetic and too attentive so I'm, i need to work on that too i guess but i'm wondering if if this phrase will help you in the same way that it helped me um, whenever someone says to you're to this you're to that they mean for them yeah. not for everybody oh uh, yeah yeah that does help yeah yeah so um but i feel uh, like you've been i feel like you've been told so much yes. your whole life that there's so much wrong with you mm. and i feel like you've really absorbed it as truth yeah when it's really just people's opinion on oh. yourself which still hurts yeah but it's just like if these people are going to talk to you this way if they're going to treat you this way like you're just this like broken messed up thing then yeah. those are people that just need to go away but that doesn't mean you need to fix anything does that make sense that sounds so kind Yes, I like it. That's lovely. And um, how it I think you could have those connections. I think you can. Yeah. I but I think you've been so bombarded with so much negativity that um, it's kind of colored the truth of the people who are around. There's people like me who wouldn't do any of the things that you're talking about. And I bet you the more you open up to that idea, the more wonderful people will come into your life. Yeah, and I feel like I've just started... Uh, experiencing these wonderful people coming into my life for the first time in my life. What is what is dating like on the spectrum? So difficult. What I mean, is difficult about it? It's it's like uh, um, I don't really understand when somebody is flirting with me, and mm. uh, um, uh it has to go very, very, very far before I understand that they're interested in me. Like you have to like literally like grab my face and like, I like you. Can I kiss you? Like, <laughs> like really? Like <laughs> I cannot. I, I will. They will sit like, ah, haha, ah, you're cute. Ah, you're so cute. And I still don't understand. I think yeah. that's just what people say to each other. Like I would be. Mm. I. I, I and here I, I sit here and I say that, but I, when I'm in that situation, I just, maybe I have some sort of, um, uh, some, what is it called? This, um, you don't really see yourself to deserve any, anyone. Mm, you struggle with worthiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never really. You just assume they're not interested in you. Yeah. Or, yeah. 
also the people that I'm always interested in are never interested in me. So I, <laughs> well, yeah. what's interesting is I actually talked about that, uh, two podcasts ago, we talked about the healing stages of women and we actually got into that subject. That might be an interesting podcast for you to listen to. Yeah. Um, we, love. we, we speak specifically about not seeing yourself as worthy of being flirted with and why you go for people mm. who aren't reciprocating the way that you feel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll send it to you if you're interested yeah, in, yeah. in learning more. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, I think. How do you flirt? Like when you oh, flirt? Yeah. yeah. What do you say? How do you let someone know that you're interested in them? Are you just saying, There's hey, I'm interested in you? Well, there's this thing that has gone around viral on uh, social media, like uh, when I'm flirting and what others see. And have you seen those kind of funny no. reels? Like, um, so um, there's this. Uh, there's been so many versions of that made now. Um, uh, info dumping is definitely one of the ways that I flirt. Huh? Info dumping. I'll oh. just start trying to teach you about something oh, really? like I'm obsessed with clouds and I will start talking <laughs> about all the different cloud formations and what they mean for future, future weather. And like, if I'm telling you that it's cause I'm trying to oh, share no. something I'm passionate about. And, uh, um, sometimes people don't, people just see that as weird instead of flirting, but. Um, oh, wow. That, that's kind of, that's charming. But, um, but that's what I'm kind of saying with the people that you interact with. Like if mm -hmm. you interact with the right people, you showing up as yourself mm -hmm. won't be something that will bother them. They'll embrace it and love that about you. Oh, I actually now I, I remember last time I flirted with someone. Okay. It was, and it was so strange, but it was this uh, Japanese pop star. And uh, <laughs> He will never listen to this, so it's okay. It's okay. okay. I can say. <laughs> okay, we can go. <laughs> nobody. I mean, we live in two separate worlds. He's a, he's a J-pop star. So and you are in the Korean drama world, yeah. not J-pop. Okay, let's get that right. <laughs> no. and that's way different. But I mean, we lived in the same uh, place in Bangkok last year, and mm -hmm. um, he was uh, with his um, J-pop group and. Uh, I mean, I, in the beginning, I wouldn't like notice that he hung around me, like by the pool or whatever. And um, so now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> is mm -hmm. that what he was actually like trying to get my attention? And I was like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't even like notice at all. But you were like, interested in him? No, 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 not not until I found out uh, that uh, he was interested in me. And so, but this was this isn't serious stuff. This was just like uh, kind of like very like uh, flirt, just flirt, you know, flirting mm -hmm. thing. But then uh, we talk in the elevator a little bit. He's not very good in English, you know, so it's like a lot of uh, uh, face talking and, yeah. and smiling and all of that. So. Um, but I'm I'm saying like oh no 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 I always go to the roof the roof is the best place yeah I I can't stand being the pool is too noisy yeah I'm I'm on my way to the roof bye and then I go up there and I I pull off my shirt and 
everything and I lay myself out there like because uh, I'm usually all alone always up on mm-hmm. the roof nobody there to watch me and I can get sweaty and nasty and then suddenly this Japanese pop star guy comes walking up like I'm like he actually like came up after I was like just I just randomly small talked in the elevator but I think maybe that was an like an uh, invitation to like hey so i'm on the roof <laughs> yeah but i didn't realize that i was doing that maybe subconsciously you were <laughs> like trying to flirt with him or well i don't maybe i don't know well, I, if you're used to alone time you're inviting somebody into that alone time that is a sign of interest right but i but still i didn't understand that he was interested in me i was more I, i'm just realizing it now that my communication led to him coming up to the roof and in and then asking for my number and as i was like just sitting there in my darn bikini feeling super mm. awkward with no mm-hmm. makeup and just sweat dripping everywhere it was nasty i was nasty i don't understand like he was like this beautiful pop star and i'm like he's sitting there like sweating like literally in the bangkok heat sweat yeah ra- running like but it a, sounds like that's how you view you're viewing yourself in that situation uh, not how he's viewing you in that situation you know yeah, like I don't know. you're this thinking you're nasty funny. he probably thought you were a glistening golden yes. bikini goddess like Glist- the, it really is like the different so perspective there's actually a question that yvonne wanted to ask about do you know about rejection sensitivity disorder uh yeah i do yes so that's uh, also like uh when um yeah it can also be related to the dating scene obviously can you but, explain it to me well i first i want to finish the, the yes, funny sorry. story i did it again continue <laughs> no but, but how um first i need to get to the funny part of, so uh, the Japanese guy asked for your phone number. Yeah. You're glistening and sweaty well, on the roof. <laughs> no, uh, he asked for my line. If I'm online, you know, you know, line the app. No. Oh, so you have WhatsApp, I guess, in uh, the West. But here mm-hmm. in Asia, everybody uses something called Line. Line. It's a, okay. Yeah, it's like a green app. L I N E Line. They use it in Japan okay. and in Thailand, and like everywhere, Korea. So it's like, do you have line? I'm like, yeah, sure, I have a line. Yeah. And then we connect on line and it's just sitting there talking to me for like an hour. I'm like, what the heck? He's like <laughs> sitting here talking to me. And then how do I flirt? I'm I I'm more like, whoops, <laughs> that sounded like a fart. <laughs> so goofy. Oh, yeah, goofy. Like well, like, you said you're a clown. When you're not masking, like, you're like a clown. Uh-oh, uh-oh, I didn't fart there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I do the most dumb shit. And then, <laughs> so I think I was just sitting up there doing that. And then uh, he's, like, messaging me. Oh, I want to, like, let's hang out or something. And I'm like, okay, I'm ordering pizza. Do you want pizza? And he's like, okay. And then meet on the roof on some evening uh and then uh we're eating some pizza like just some pizza hut pizza i think because it was like mm-hmm. difficult to get pizza that time of day and then 
you're sitting up there eating that pizza. And, um, and then he's like asking me, so are you a model? Like, huh? No, I'm not a model. What the heck? So like these weird things. And then I don't realize until, uh, after that meeting that he was, um, maybe a bit interested in me. Like, like, uh, yeah, because, uh, not until he actually texted, texted me, um, I want to come to your room. That's when mm. I started suspecting it. <laughs> uh, I bet you do. It's popular. I was like, hmm. It's a hot spot, but no. But, but then do you know what I said? Why do you want to come to my room? <laughs> He's trying to flirt with you like, bye. Like, oh. And uh, because we're neighbors, we're living in here, there's nowhere else to go. We can go to the conference room or, I mean, like we can go to my living room or also it's really bad in English. So it sounds more direct, you know, like when you say like uh, Japanglish. So mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, I want to come to your room. It's like, oh, wow, that's straightforward. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's also like a bit culture shock, I guess. Because I think that's pretty direct. I think there's very little way to interpret that in a but, different way. Yeah. So, but anyway, I think I said, I'm going to do laundry. Do you want to meet me in the laundry room and do laundry? <laughs> <laughs> Romance. Yes. So you see how awkward I am? And then he said, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a look, I'm a quality then, time person. So like, it doesn't matter what we're doing as long as I'm spending time. Yeah, but then, I mean, like meeting this guy in the laundry room and then I noticed that like, oh, he looks a lot younger than me. So I said, hey, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot older than you, uh, I think. So also super charming. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. fart sounds. Oh, do you want to go do laundry? Oh, I'm really old. Uh, like, <laughs> and then he's like, how old? I mean, <laughs> I'm like, uh, try and guess. He's like, 30? I'm like, no, I'm no. older. <gasps> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, ah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he doesn't care. No, but um, anyway. Whenever he's in my room, though, by the way, he doesn't touch me because, you know, Japanese people, they're so polite. So it's perfect for me. Perfect. Because mm -hmm. I don't want to be touched. Like, not like immediately because it's like so awkward. I don't know what mm -hmm. to do. If, if he would touch me, I would, if he would touch me, I would be like, ah, touch. <laughs> yeah, like turn it into a joke. Uh, yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we were just like sitting, hanging out, and like, mm, yeah. like, <laughs> like that <laughs> for really, really long. And I don't know. It's like, yeah, that's so funny. But yeah, that mm -hmm. was last year. It's last. I don't think I'm ever gonna flirt again for a really long time because I it think was painful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just flirt in your way, and the right person will vibe with that. Like, if someone acts like a goof in front of me, I think people. I think the most attractive thing to someone like me is someone showing up as like their true, authentic self. Like, yeah. I won't judge anybody for that as long as they're not being harmful, like purposefully yeah. harmful. Um, 
the right mm. the right people will see that and think that that's endearing. Mm. You know, you know how many people you remember see how I just started rattling off cloud facts? Do you know how many people make fun of me for that? But some people think it's wonderful, you know? Yeah. So I just focus on the people who think it's wonderful and reject the people who judge me for it. But I'm thinking like that's not even like a flirting. That's like an actually interesting thing, though. Yeah, but that's I'm like, giving you that information because I want to impress you with my ah, information. Yeah, that's that's how it's flirting for me. Yeah, uh, that's that's difficult then to understand. Mm -hmm. Yep, uh, I'm a weird one. <laughs> ah, yeah. But the weird is is good. There's good weird and there's bad weird, but. We're good weird. Um, thank you so much for giving me your time. I know it took some like coordination to get this going, especially because you're 12 hours ahead of me. Uh, I thought and me doing the opposite way. I go to sleep way too early for this to work out where uh, I was doing in the evening. I would have been falling asleep. But um, uh, I interrupted you so badly by having to, because I wanted to finish my story about this dude. Uh, yeah, but... <laughs> But you had a question. You, that's that's part of your process, right? Like yeah. you just have to like go through it, and I'm understanding of that. So I, it's no issue for me. I'll take a step back and let you finish your process. So that but now can... I feel bad that you didn't get to uh, ask me finish. But ask you have, but you've given so much info. You've taught me Whoa. so much. Um, Are you finished now? You don't want to ask me anymore? Is that do I don't have time? Is it? <laughs> I have okay. <laughs> Here, okay. I'm just going to be honest about my mindset. There was one question that I asked that we moved on from because you okay. weren't done with the Japanese story. But I also only have about 15 minutes. So if you can promise that we can finish that in the 15 minutes, we'll do it or we'll wrap it up now. So you tell me. Oh, we can finish within 15 minutes. Okay. I just feel awkward about ending it, talking about uh, the Japanese. Dude, I want to talk about okay. something else. <laughs> Okay, we won't end it with the Jap plus I can also cut out some of the some of the <laughs> Japanese dude part so it's not so like um, intense. Not the so dancing the part though. That's fine. Okay, I'll leave that in. <laughs> so one final question. It was about is from Yvonne who want who um wants to understand about rejection sensitivity disorder. Do you have an understanding enough to explain about RSD? Yeah. I feel like that is more common in uh, those with um ADHD, uh, everything you hear, like 70% of what you hear is just negative things, no matter what they, they are saying. Even if they're saying something positive, your brain is just set to hear negative things. And that's when you have dysphoria, because you're not even capable of hearing the good things that are being said to you. And that's the scary, scary part. And um, it's because you have been, you've been destroyed in your brain, your connections, the way you're thinking. Shit has happened. Mm -hmm. But uh, some people, they get far to... Like deep in. Deep into that rabbit hole of, uh, and spiral into... <sighs> Uh, so, but it, it can, you can train yourself out of it, of course, How? Uh, by, um, little by little, step mm -hmm. by step, um, to, um, uh, to realize that 
it's it's not easy to realize that when people are saying nice things to you that they actually mean it. It, it can be hard to believe, but uh, also that if someone doesn't pick up the phone, for example, it does not mean that they do it intentionally to hurt you, for example. Mm. That's what rejection sensitivity dysphoria can feel like. Oh, they must not have uh, responded to my message within the first uh, five minutes because they actually don't like me. They do this because obviously I'm a crappy person and nobody likes me. And so that's what you feel like all the time when you have rejection sensitivity dysphoria. You just feel like everybody must uh, dislike you or everything about you or do things to avoid being around you, to avoid um, be like mm-hmm. anything about you, really. So I mean, I've I've dealt I've dealt with that. I think that's like, I think that's not uncommon for people in general to have horrible experiences and then. It's kind of a little bit what I was saying with you is like you've had so many negative things said to you that sometimes you mm. kind of like paint the way that you view yeah. the way people. Have you felt any time during this interview where I was saying kind things to you that I wasn't being genuine? Did you struggle <laughs> with that at all? No, no, you're not like that. I don't get that vibe from you that you are giving. Uh, you've never set it up to even get a chance it's not possible i cannot yeah vibe from you good you're not a good good example of this (laughs) yeah yeah that's good i don't want to be i mean that's something that i had to address in therapy quite extensively um because what yeah what i would do is called personalization Mm. so i'd make something about me in a negative way that had nothing to do with me there was an example i'll give you a, a visual example you have you're driving down the road and someone's tailgating you, right? They're right up on your, on, and they're, they're trying to rush you, right? Mm-hmm. You can think, oh, this person is um, trying to be mean to me. Or you could think this person is trying to get to the hospital and their loved one is about to pass away. Yeah, both, yeah. Both those things have the possibility to be true. Why choose the negative one? Yes, that's, that's right. Everybody has a reason for something. So that's, it also comes down to, what I said earlier, like we need to listen to each other more and be more. Oh shit! Oh, where'd you go? Oh, we're oh back. my god, the batteries. Okay, well, we've been talking for almost two hours, so. Oh shit! No, oh, are you okay? Oh, yeah, but I got scared now, like the battery, because I know um, that this has to upload afterwards. Yeah, it's oh, it's like ninety nine percent uploaded right now as is. So it's pretty much oh. it'll it'll take like maybe a little bit, like maybe a minute after. So we'll be good. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah. So rejection sensitivity dysphoria is kind of like that. Just uh, you have to train your brain to understand that it's not about you. It's also not. It's not easy. It's not a easy. Ju- that easy to believe to either when you say well because it's about the other person it's like that doesn't help much. doesn't help how you feel you no know? it doesn't but um we just have to work on ourselves you know to 
because like what you said doesn't other people's opinions should not have uh, that much weight mm-hmm. yeah have that much weight over you so mm-hmm. if we learn that um then yeah i can send you that podcast too if you want to listen yeah. to that there, I've had so many just like immensely interesting people and I love talking about things that I don't understand. Like I don't have a lot of experience with autism, so I'm really grateful to like understand. And I know there's a lot of people that will take a lot of good from this. Oh, I feel like I only talked uh, silly talk the whole no. time. <laughs> I think <laughs> we... it's so late. I, I, my, I become really I silly know. when it's late. No, we covered serious, we covered silly, we learned about each other. I think overall it was a successful conversation. It's really lovely. So if people are inspired by you and want to reach out to you, where's the best place for them to do that? On Instagram. So the Spectrum Girl? Yeah. Why did I say that with uh, Texan? I don't know. Why not? uh, Yeah, why not? Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so thank you for being on Unfiltered Friends. and. yeah, I really appreciate your time. Ah, it was lovely talking to you. Sup daily. No, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> That's me. <laughs>